0: Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad free on Amazon Music, include it with Prime.
1: You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the Nighttime Podcast.
0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here and keep Canada weird, my pal Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore the more offbeat Canadian news stories from the past week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on the evening of February 12th, 2023, Aaron and I tackled these stories refreshed, renewed, and in Aaron's case, with an overwhelming sense of redemption. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard Aaron call his future on the show into question. Well, as you're about to hear, Team Aaron Airport has is back, and dramatically so. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime's Keep Canada Weird series, we discuss the future of tobogganing in Canada, Netflix password sharing, yet another moose attack, and the redemption of handsome Aaron Airport. Let's get into it. handsome Aaron Airport and how are you this evening sir
2: oh I am grand how are you this evening uh, Jordan I'm,
0: I'm very grand and do you mean it you're feeling good
2: yeah yeah I feel good Awesome. yeah yeah it's a nice Sunday evening uh, here with you
0: mm-hmm.
2: my favorite part of the weekend's mm-hmm. arguably
0: good well on behalf of myself and all the listeners of the show we're glad you're here we're glad you're happy and oh my goodness, the hashtag Team Aaron or hashtag mm-hmm. Team Handsome Aaron Airport Army has come through. Um, this has is... come
2: through, has it? Yeah, I'm I'm in the dark on this. I I hide in a cave through the week.
0: Yeah, and... that's. <laughs> That's true. It's it's hard to This even is comment. really the only
2: time I, I, I come out into the digital world, you know. Yeah, you, with you.
0: You come out for an hour and a half, I tell you what all the bizarre stuff that's happened over the last and week then I and crawl then
2: crawl back in like, and I wrap myself in a blanket and I eat marshmallows for a week.
0: <laughs> um well let me tell you this when we do these episodes and release them to the public, Canadians and Americans or international people are quick to write to us or send us voice memos, sharing their thoughts on the stories or maybe sharing a little something that happened in their town. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, we've grown accustomed to get to getting feedback, but we've not grown accustomed to the kind of feedback we've gotten since the last episode. When it came out that there was an attack against you and, and it hit you hard and it affected you. Uh I'll tell you your supporters stepped up and have flooded the airwaves with messages of support and Mm -hmm. encouragement. I usually start these episodes with let's listen to the listener mail and talk about it. If we did that, we would never get to the stories. There is simply too much. So I have an idea and This is the only time I want to talk about feelings and happiness and all this Mm -hmm. and satisfaction. Um, I have this idea of something we can do maybe through the next, you know, this episode and maybe the next two. It's kind of a a mission I have that's called like Operation Redemption. And what I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to do is rather than just play you the voice memos now and go. Throughout the episodes, I'm just going to randomly play voice memos from listeners encouraging you and encouraging us, and I think that will be a great way to keep your ego high and keep your just keep your mood up. I think it's going to do it. Do you, are, are you cool with Operation Redemption?
2: Yeah, I am. I just want to say, though, for the record, this is not about ego. Uh, this is about what's right and wrong, mm. and what was done to me was wrong, mm-hmm. and now it's time to write
0: it yeah redemption it's here
2: redemption yeah hashtag redemption hashtag who let the dogs out hashtag (laughs) Uh, um chinese air balloons
0: oh yes um that's a whole nother thing (laughs) Um, (laughs) but i want to talk about another one of the great mysteries in the world aside from the chinese air balloons there has been speculation that the people who wrote in to speak ill of you uh possibly were paid by Tim Hortons or involved in Tim Hortons in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard people talking about that, and there is an undercurrent of discussion happening online about if that is true. And they're trying to connect dots between who said what and what their connection is to Tim Hortons, of course. Um, course. But it's the odd thing. And now I'm not surprised that that conversation is happening, but the odd thing is I'm also hearing from a separate subset of listeners. Uh, Here's what Kevin, who's a listener, I think living in, Japan right now, wrote. He mm. said, wow, I just heard a Tim Hortons advertisement during the opening of Nighttime Pod's latest Keep Canada Weird episode. The irony was hashtag delicious. What is Handsome Aaron Airport going to think? Did you know Tim Hortons has ads on this show?
2: Well, here's the thing. I brought this to your attention a few weeks ago when I was listening uh, to the an episode. You know, I always listen to the episode once it gets posted mm-hmm. just to see how the episode sounds. And well, and where. your whole
0: thing is I'm going to edit it in a way to make you look bad and stuff. So you're also keeping me honest, too. I'm
2: keeping an eye on you, yeah. 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 Uh, with my Chinese air balloon. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I was listening to an episode like a few weeks ago, two weeks ago or something. And I was listening to it on Spotify. So my, the, I, I guess... You know, that maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But an, an ad for Tim Hortons comes up. And I'm okay. like, we spend. So this is where the algorithm is broken. I assume this ad comes from some kind of a company's algorithm. You know, we'll put Tim Hortons ads on Canadian podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. on Spotify. And we spend 80% of our time completely bashing Tim Hortons and trying to take the company down. <laughs> yeah. And they're putting ads for the show for the for Tim Hortons on our show.
0: Yeah. Well it's 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 odd. You can tell the advertisers don't pay a lot of attention to what they're buying ads on. Like for example, if you follow me on social media, I was contacted by a company that sells Hawaiian t shirts and they wanted to partner with a Canadian forty something year old slightly overweight <laughs> yeah, podcaster. <the> kind <laughs> of
2: the kind of person who'd wear Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, and, and- People can get divorced three times.
0: Yeah. So anyway, they, they did that. So it's, uh, it's bizarre, but the Tim Hortons one is a special kind of irony. I've also got a separate email from a listener that I want to read that relates to Tim Hortons. Uh, they're giving a, they're giving us a little story here. It says, I just listened to today's episode of keep Canada weird. And I have a little story about Tim Horton himself that might be of interest, uh, to you both, or maybe just to Aaron. He was a pal of my grandfather and who and when he was first talking about opening a coffee shop my grandfather told him it was a bad idea and it was never going to fly clearly my grandfather was wrong but he was also the og tim hortons hater and i bet my grandfather would appreciate aaron carrying on the torch lol all
2: right right so, so this, not this is first... complicated no but this uh, if i can respond to this one hit it um so this og tim hortons hater this grandfather, or self-proclaimed grandfather, uh, have to get a DNA test done on that. But <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it either. Before Horby can confirm, I don't believe it for a second. <laughs> um, so anyway, this person was hating on Tim Hortons back when, you know, early Tim Hortons days, which I fully support early Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. Well, now, you know, when I was a child, when you were a child, we talk very fondly about our memories of Tim Hortons and the product and the, the stores and the memories we have there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if I, you can really put us in the same category. We we dislike what Tim Hortons has become, not what it used to be. So let's state that okay. for the record.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you, you don't paint all Tim Hortons haters with the same brush
2: no no get your brush off of me (laughs) um tickles
0: Um, before we get into the stories i just want you to hear something here you know we don't have to make a big deal about this
1: hi my name is rachel and i'm from pennsylvania i'm a new listener of the show um and i was just listening to the most recent episode and i was really surprised to hear that people have a problem with aaron airport um i really like his take on things and I think it's good to hear from people who don't necessarily think the same way that you do. So I just wanted to say, I hope you stay on the show. I like your point of view and if people have a problem with it, uh, they just need to lighten up, honestly. So Mm. keep it up. Thanks for doing what you do.
0: Thank you, Rachel, for sharing that with Aaron and I. Thanks my
2: Pennsylvania pal. Um, Mm -hmm. I also appreciate your point of view because it is positive towards me. <laughs> uh,
0: let's get into the stories here. We have a loaded card, and that's without even getting into Chinese air balloons. And mm-hmm. you know, this is Valentine's Day is in two days. We're recording this on the twelfth. A lot yeah. of people have said have asked me, like, "What's Keep Canada Weird doing for Valentine's Day?" And I thought we're probably doing absolutely nothing. I don't. Think I make a big deal of it? Are you? Do you got any kind of any reason why we're not covering Valentine's Day in some way?
2: Well, n- nothing weird has happened yet <clears throat> regarding mm. this Valentine's Day. So maybe if something weird happens on Valentine's Day, we'll have a Valentine's Day themed. But you know, it's it's funny uh, that movie, um, uh, My Bloody Valentine.
3: Oh,
0: yes.
2: So you're very familiar with that yeah. film. It's a, it's a it's vintage d- horror movie filmed uh, in my neck of the woods here in Sydney Mines.
0: Yeah. I actually did a two part series on it that included on the podcast, which included uh, an interview with the lead role the, with the lead actor. Paul Kelman is his name. And I also in the research for that episode I did about the movie, my bloody Valentine, I compared stills from the film with the actual, uh, locations mm-hmm. today which is fun but yeah yeah
2: so I drive by those locations every day it's just right around you know it's it's it's, it's in my it's in my neighborhood so um, yeah so on Valentine's Day they are doing a screening in uh, downtown Sydney mines of my ah, bloody Valentine
0: that's amazing well and one
2: of the actors from the film is gonna be there
0: very cool well yeah so I guess you make a good point there where the weird Valentine's Day stuff hasn't happened yet so there's no need to talk to, about it just mm-hmm. yet but I guess that's a challenge for Canadians this is your chance to make the show. Do something nuts on Valentine's Day. That's legal and doesn't hurt Yeah, anybody. yeah,
2: yeah. And, and doesn't involve animals. They're, they're, you know, we, we've got a lot of animal stories already <laughs> that we cover. So why don't you do something non-animal related, uh, something non tims Hortons related. And, yeah. yeah. Something Help very strange and legal and, and fun. Mm-hmm.
0: And we'll talk about it. Well, here's what we got this week. We're going to be talking about tobogganing the controversy surrounding the sharing of Netflix accounts. We're gonna talk about yet another horrifying moose attack in Western Canada. And throughout the episode and in the episodes to come, we're gonna be celebrating the redemption of Handsome Aaron Airport.
2: All right.
0: Let's start with tobogganing. I have a lot to say about this. I've grown up loving tobogganing. I've never called it tobogganing. I called it sledding. I was uh, just
2: going to ask if, like, hey, do you you call your local buddies down the street? Like, hey, boys, want to go tobogganing with me today?
0: It's always been sledding where I'm coming from. Or if not sledding, we would simply call it GTing. GTing, yeah. The GT Snow Racer, which I don't know if they sell those anymore. I don't
2: don't see them that I can recall. I haven't kind of come across them. Uh, I remember them being quite dangerous.
0: They were dangerous. They were super fast and uh yeah and i love them but let's uh people who if you don't know what a gt snow racer is google it and if you can ever find one for sale i'll pay shipping to have it delivered to uh, my place uh i'm gonna i'm gonna play a short news clip that'll get us up to speed on why tobogganing and the government regulation of tobogganing has become an issue around canada
4: one Two, three, go. Tobogganing is something many just can't pass up and are now passing on.
1: This is what I did as a kid. So now having my son, this is the hill I actually
4: came to. For son Jackson, now loving the speed. (laughs) Super fun. <laughs> but with Canadian winters comes the age old question of safe sledding in Oshawa a city east of Toronto councillors spent hours this week debating a proposal to ban tobogganing at all but two parks
2: parents are not happy.
4: Weighing uh, municipal 1, liability 1, 2, 3, risks 1, 2, 3, with tobogganing 1, 2, 3, demand. Between 2020 and 2021, there were 170 tobogganing hospitalizations in Canada. The proposal drew much criticism from community members like Gail Syme.
1: And now after the little children have been behind masks during the
4: pandemic years, we're gonna take away their toboggan hill for what? In the end, Oshawa councillors decided it was a hill they didn't want to go down.
3: It was unfortunate that we even had to have the debate. You can't absolve yourself of 100% of the liability.
4: Oshawa is not the only city to raise the great tobogganing debate. Over the years, cities across the country have weighed in on sledding safety. Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Hamilton and Ottawa all have designated tobogganing hills that are maintained and monitored by the city. Toronto does too, with signs prohibiting the sport at other parks. People were really upset and I understand why. Councillor John Burnside is trying to change the wording to a warning. The last thing we want is Toronto to become the city of no fun. My understanding, anyway, it was more about protecting ourselves from litigation. So why not just tell people what the hazards are? Helping to guide sledders to make safe decisions on the slopes. It's just a family thing, makes you feel good inside, you know?
0: So the the, the politician that steps up and bans sledding and tobogganing, um, that's... It's a, It's not going to be a popular decision, but in reading and hearing that story and doing a bit of research on it, and even just thinking about it from a different point of view, yet there's a huge risk to a municipality by allowing sledding on their hills. And it's you know during that article it talked about hospital hospitalizations mm-hmm. of people on sleds, but that's not they didn't mention the deaths, and there was like a high profile death in. I think it may have been in Ontario, a young girl who actually just recently moved to Canada, their family was sledding and she was going down a hill and uh, hit a pole uh, that was on the hill. It was like a sign post kind of thing. And and that's how her life ended in front of friends and family, Um, which is of course horrific, but I don't know what what to make of this. I think it's uh, I can understand why a municipality is worried about people riding sleds down their hills. What, What do you think of this?
2: Yeah, I can see why they are concerned about it, but I think the warning signs are just the way to do it, as opposed to banning it completely. Just have toboggan at your own risk. And have a little box of complimentary bubble wrap you can wrap the kids in when they go down mm-hmm. on the on their sleds.
0: Yeah, I I thought of that, the idea of a sign, but my understanding is a sign generally isn't a in a warning isn't a strong defense against a, a liability action when it really. When so is there happens, nothing
2: that so if you toboggan at your own risk next to a sign that tells you to do it at your own risk and that the property owner is not legally responsible for any like is like i don't know like i guess we'd have to consult a lawyer maybe yeah on
0: that. well i think but if it was that if it was that simple they wouldn't be wasting their time um discussing it i think my thought about it was i have kind of two well i guess there's three ways they could do it one is just accept the risk and accept the liability and when someone gets hurt and they get sued deal with it then another way would be to flat out, you know, ban it and give people tickets if they're sledding, which of course is not the way to go. Another way would be to have approved Hills. Like this is a Hill that is safe and it's looked after, you know, well, we send someone after a snowfall to, you know, do something so people don't get hurt or whatever. Um, and we accept the liability associated with that Hill. And then a fourth idea could be, I don't know about this either is requiring Mm. people to wear helmets. Like they do on bikes
2: yeah yeah but then you have to enforce that
0: yeah that's the problem so
2: how do you so then you have to have someone like the way a beach has a lifeguard
0: mm-hmm. but if you had yeah. a approved hills you know but like... what
2: what so the so the hills that they are sliding down now what What's different from those hills versus like an approved hill? Like, uh, uh, can't the accident still
0: happen? It can, but you could have more control because maybe let's just say, for example, in your city, if there's like six public areas that people are often sledding and two of them feed into a road, uh, this one has a bunch of, you know, poles and signs and a big cliff off of the right side or something. And then this one's pretty safe. You know, mm-hmm. you could. So but I, then,
2: But then what if someone hurts themselves on the safe one?
0: Well, it's it's all about a gamble of choosing where where odds are you're less likely as a you know municipality to have that happen and be sued for it.
2: But if that hill is further away from from certain neighborhoods, then the people in further away are going to want to sled on the closest hill.
0: Yeah, I get it.
2: So it's I don't really think having one. And then you have everybody showing up to that one hill, and then mm. it gets crowded, and then that probably gets unsafe. Yeah, the only way to do this is to just do it the way it's been done throughout the entire existence of humanity, and just let people slide on the on the hills. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> like that's well, just that's the only way you're gonna do it. There's no solution to this other than to just grin and bear this. Um, it reminds me awfully a lot. Um, I used to live in a in a town. Uh, it was called Footloose, and they had banned dancing, <laughs> and you know the people wouldn't stand for it, and they found they found a way to dance no matter what. Mm. And that's the the lesson that city council has to learn from that uh, very real story
0: that mm. I'm telling
2: you right now about the town I lived in called okay. Footloose.
0: Uh, I'd be curious to hear how uh, how some cities are, and countries are dealing with this, because my understanding is what we just listened to was primarily Ontario-centric uh, as far as the storytelling and the news went, but I think in some parts of Canada there is some regulation. I'd be interested to hear from anyone who has a story about how their town or city deals with sledding, uh, and I would like to hear... Any sledding related stories from people? Because I'm I'm down with sledding. I loved it as a kid. It was one of my yeah, favorite things to do. Yeah, sledding
2: is awesome. It's fun. I haven't done it in a really long time.
0: Oh, come to Halifax, man. I got my great yard in my hill. And my kids and I go bombing down it all the time. What we... if
2: I hurt myself on it though? Oh yeah, I'll sue
0: you. <laughs> I'm banning sledding. Um, oh, it's it's banned. banned.
2: I want you to wear a helmet. Sorry, Dom. <laughs> it's banned. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron uh, got Aaron hurt his back.
0: Yeah, he's suing us.
2: Mm-hmm. But we're
0: going to continue doing you, the show. He's coming for your Pokemon cards. <laughs> Before we move on to the next story, I just want you to hear something.
1: Um, just leaving the message for the purpose of, you know, we're just weighing in on um, the merits of of Aaron Airport. I think he's wonderful. He's one of the reasons why I listened to that segment. He's got a wonderful, soothing accent and um, a dry humor and just kind of blasé. Um, outlook that uh, is is very suitable to the subject matter that you're covering on the show, and is just nice to listen to. And it was horrifying, really, to hear of all the, I don't know, um, evaluation of him. Because what's really two two negative comments in in a sea of uh, listeners? It's not very much. So I'm, I'm I was sad to hear all this coming up, just over a very. A uh, small number of dissenters, and uh, yeah, I just felt bad for Aaron, and I hope that he knows that there are listeners out there, many of them, I would think, the majority who think he's a wonderful part of the show. So, yeah, I hope he continues on in the show. Me too. Yeah,
3: I, I also hope the same.
1: Yeah. So the- my partner next to me thinks the same. Yeah. So go, Aaron.
0: So that's the whole house rooting for you there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go over there for Thanksgiving
0: dinner sometime. <laughs> Just what to do with them. Tell yeah. me again about my involvement in the show or whatever you say.
2: Yeah, and I love your cheesy hash browns casserole. That's <laughs> good. Uh,
0: um,
2: but- yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Uh, you know, two, Yeah, it's, sure, two may seem like a small number, but uh, they... they you know two fists can can pack a, a wallop so mm-hmm. let's you know always keep that in mind i'll see you at thanksgiving rachel and your partner
0: okay we're feeling good let's go into the next one there is something that we've been watching together for probably the last six months and that is animals seemingly becoming sentient in a way that's not expected and appearing to wage some kind of cold war against the humans that occupy canada we've talked last week about what's been happening or maybe it was two weeks ago but what's been happening in saskatchewan with deer and moose just as that episode is released and shared publicly something else quite horrifying happened this involves a moose attacking a man in Alberta. Buckle up for this one. Now I'd, again, I'd, much like the other stories uh, along this, this narrative thread, I'd recommend having your kids out of the room as we listen
3: to this. Mm. During his usual evening stroll through his neighborhood in Red Deer, David Meredith spotted something unusual. Uh, right about here, I actually saw uh, a bull moose that was eaten at the tree there. Curious, he hid behind this tree, watching, but not for long. He ended up coming forward as uh, um, a charging the first time, so I ended up making my way up the tree. Safely up, he pulled out his phone and started recording, thinking the moose would leave. What you do now, bud? Instead, it charged back and forth. He was grunting and had... Uh... Uh, Every intention to trample me by the looks of things and tussled with branches It was quite intimidating the photos don't do justice uh, how close it felt so a lot of times this is not uh, You know a natural comfortable environment for the animals Mm -hmm. So they you know hence they can get spooked the city isn't planning to track down the moose But advises the public to be careful as wildlife is common in this area Meredith says he was in the tree for at least 10 minutes before the moose finally left. He ran across the lake and around, and by the time I felt he was a good distance, I got down and I ran. The moose's tracks are still in the snow, and the experience imprinted in Meredith's mind. Actually, not going to lie, I went and cuddled with my dog. (laughs) It was my reassurance. I was good to go. I've seen enough moose for my lifetime. Oh, yet another close call with a moose
2: yeah yeah uh, y- and like you say the video you know I think he said the video doesn't really do it justice to how close the moose was to him mm-hmm. in that tree
0: um, yeah and you get a sense of that because the newscaster the reporter or whatever for people who are listening and not seeing the video of that news report uh, the man did that entire interview from a tree It's like the reporter had him (laughs) climb a tree and illustrate what he meant by like, I climbed up this tree and then he's answering the questions. Like a lot of those statements he gave, he's perched up in a tree.
2: Because we time. couldn't use our imaginations as, yeah, as uh, right. listeners and watchers yeah, to like, kind of imagine him in the tree. It's like, no, w- no, get up in the tree. Yeah, so, people
0: need to see this.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because people, most people don't have trees or have ever seen trees.
0: Yeah. They'll have no idea what we mean when we're saying you climb no, a tree. To a no, no. <laughs> What's a branch?
2: Like, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got to bring this down to our level here.
0: But it, all joking aside, he was certainly close to that moose. And in the in the news clip they share some of the video he shot he's so he's for about 10 minutes he climbs a tree and he's filming the moose walking back and forth at the bottom of the tree making weird grunting sounds and it was Mm -hmm. that's i would be pretty scared but i would i guess you i would just stay up in the tree all night if i had to but i I
2: probably would have since i had my cell phone like he did I would have called someone with a truck or something to be like park under the tree I'm going to drop into the bed of the truck and then we're going to take off.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine that phone call? I just did. But who would you call with a truck and what would you say? Someone
2: to them? who I know who owns a truck. Do you know anyone? My with
0: brother-in-law. A truck? Yes. And would you say I'm in a tree?
2: I'm in a tree and there's a moose here and he's still in the area. I can only assume.
0: And I want you to back the truck up to the tree. Up to
2: the tree and let me jump into the bed of the truck. This Explore. is not rocket science, Jordan. This is escape
0: 101. I'm just thinking if you called me and said that I would laugh, hang up and probably just go back to bed. Like Aaron And yeah, drinking. Because
2: you're a garbage of a human being. That's why <laughs> you're, you have no respect for the danger that I would be in up in a tree with a moose trying to kill me, which the moose is trying to kill me because we know what the animals are up to right well, now.
0: I think it's worse. I don't think the moose is trying to kill him. I think the moose probably wanted to like mate with that guy.
2: No, it's not. It's non-sexual. No, 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 okay. no, non-sexual. Okay. Well, Sorry, I can't. I can't get on board with that. This is all part of the uh, aggression that animals are are showing to civilization right now, and leading up to what will be a massive takeover and reclaiming of the earth by the animals. Well-deserved. Please, like to the animals who are listening to this podcast, please understand that we, well, me, I don't know about Jordan, I don't think he does, but I do, respect uh, what you're trying to do, and I recognize it from the early days, and I'm on your side.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm on your side, so...
0: Um, I'm I'm for it. I just wish there could be some kind of negotiation and it could be handled diplomatically where what all of these stories we're finding tells us that it is not diplomatic in any way. They're taking it back by force, albeit slowly.
2: Yeah, but you can't negotiate with humans. That's true.
0: That's been proven.
2: Look at well, we can't even negotiate with ourselves, let alone another species.
0: Yeah, like with what's happening with China, we could just talk about them, talk to them about this, but no, we have balloons forty thousand feet and yeah. fighter jets shooting rockets at balloons.
2: No, this is this is absurd. We we are proven to be inadequate uh, in terms of communication, in terms of understanding. And the animals know this. They've lived with us for thousands and millions of years, whatever however long humans have been around, they've been living with us and they're sick of us. Mm-hmm. And, and because we have opposable thumbs and stupid brains, mm-hmm. they're they you know, we were able to to sneak sneak ahead of them in the in the evolutionary chain, but listen folks, they're coming for us. It's happening, we can't stop it. And I'm on the animal side. Mm-hmm. And if they decide to take me out, then you know what? I had a good run.
0: Mm-hmm. One quick thing before we get to the next story.
1: Hey, guys, calling here from the US, definitely calling in support of keeping handsome Aaron Airport on the Keep Canada weird show. He is an excellent counterpoint to Jordan, who we all love. And he has a dry, wry sense of humor that really adds something to the show. So stop with all the debate and keep him on the show.
0: I like it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's you know, and 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 people are also supporting you too, uh, in terms of. Uh, your,
0: we'll we'll your, get to your... some, we'll get to that.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> she was. See, yeah. I haven't heard these, so I okay. don't. I never hear these listener voicemails before we record, so I hear it all coming in blind. So I don't know yeah. what's going on. Uh, I don't even read the stories half the time.
0: That was Jamie. She was very supportive of both of us. Uh, I just want to play one more, and I like this one because this is kind of. This is a story of an Aaron hater who was radicalized in that lifestyle, but managed to come out of it over time. And that could be, I think,
4: Oh, this, interesting. this
0: could be an interesting story for people who do have horrible things to say.
1: All right. I love Aaron Airport. I didn't love him at first. I liked him, but he's really grown on me. And Keep Canada Weird wouldn't be the same without him. I just hope this is a joke because... I just don't think his skin is that thin. I mean, he can't possibly be that offended. (laughs) He knows that most people love him. He has to. So, I'm very angry that anybody has a problem with him. That's really all I have to say.
0: I wish it was a joke. Yeah,
2: well, nobody wishes it was a joke more than me. And Mm -hmm. it'd be a pretty. Here we are. I'm the one under the microscope. I'm the one taking the beatings here. I'm the one Mm -hmm. up against the ropes. you know, I watched uh, I watched Rocky uh, recently again for the eight hundredth time. You know, I, I I did grow up in the town of Footloose, but I have the the heart of Rocky as well, mm-hmm. and uh, other well known films
0: mm-hmm.
2: are, are inside me too.
0: Yeah, I can't believe that time they the the government sent you to the woods to fight that alien with Arnold Schwarzenegger and them.
2: Yeah, Carl Weathers was there too. Uh, yeah, he was that's... also in my Rocky adventures. Yeah, weird. Eh? Yeah, he, yeah. I
0: guess so... you know him well. Yeah,
2: apparently. Yeah, but
0: all right, well, let's get to the next one here. Um, This (laughs) is a story. This next one is a piece that is going to be uh, controversial for a lot of people. It's about big business trying to squeeze more dimes out of our pockets um, and doing it in a, a rather, I think, short sighted way. Here's what's going on with Netflix.
2: Mm-hmm. Netflix is a place where many people turn to binge watch their favorite shows.
3: As future king, have a duty.
2: But if you've been tuning into the service by
3: sharing someone else's password, your viewing time could soon be over. Many people hand out their authentication to people who live hundreds or even thousands of kilometers away. Netflix wants to crack down on that so they can start generating revenue from all these people.
2: Netflix has 230 million paying subscribers, but the company estimates there could be as many as 100 million people watching with shared passwords. Netflix said later in Q1, we expect to start rolling out paid sharing more broadly. Sharing has not been implemented in Canada at this time. Technology expert Carmi Levy says Netflix is facing increased financial pressures and competition from other streaming companies.
3: The cost of content is going up. They're spending tens of billions of dollars every year to bring you fresh new movies and TV shows, for example. So the company literally cannot afford to kind of maintain the status quo.
0: Aaron, I know you you use Netflix or watch Netflix. Do you have your own account or is it a friend's?
3: No,
2: I have my own account. I'm not a thief.
0: Okay. And how long have you had it for?
2: I don't know, since 2011, whenever Netflix kind of started, Existing, really, okay. i how always had Netflix.
0: I'll be honest, I use my mother's account.
2: Oh, my God. And you're I pathetic. have for you're two pathetic. years. You, you are an employed man uh, with a family. This is disgusting that you do that. I find that gross. I your know. Your mother's, like, if anything, your mother should be using yours.
0: Yeah, well. Like,
2: you well, should be the backbone and the rock of your family, financially, emotionally. And you're sitting here. And you're still uh, sucking a Netflix subscription from your mother's teat. This is unbelievable (laughs) that you're doing this.
0: Well, we have... She
2: gave birth to you and raised you and supported you your entire life. And this is how you repay her by using her Netflix account. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm shocked at this.
0: Well, we have... I think six different services and my mom has Netflix and then I have like three or four other ones that my mother uses. So it's not a one-way street here. Uh, We do. It should be a one-way street though. From me to her. Your
2: support to her because once she raises you, and then you leave the house, and then you set up your own life, and you have your own situation, then you support her.
0: Okay, I understand your point of view on it. Regardless, it's uh, the debate is over, because Netflix, uh, I opened up Netflix the other day, and I had a little pop-up letting me know that the sharing thing is happening, so... Uh, the gravy train is coming to an end, and I'm going to have to find ten dollars and get my own account. Mm-hmm. I think that's about what it costs a month, and I'll gladly do it. Netflix, the service, is amazing for what it costs. You get so much, and it's so easy to use on your phone or your tablet or your smart TV or your laptop. When you look at what you pay for Netflix versus what you pay for like cable TV, there's no comparison. And I think, uh, I think this is a long time coming. It's just something that they probably were putting off actually having to buckle down and upset so many people because it will upset people, but it will upset yeah. a lot of people who aren't paying customers. So
2: Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of people like I don't use social media a lot, but uh every now and then I pop into a Twitter account that I don't tweet on and just kind of look at news and and what's trending etc but yeah i see a lot of people on there saying oh i'm canceling my netflix i'm canceling my netflix i'm canceling my netflix um i don't know i mean right now i I don't really agree with that netflix is a service and you know like it's password sharing is a way that people are stealing the the service yeah Um,
0: I, i think the membership it's Like, it's this kind of unwritten agreement that, you know, you're buying a membership for you, not for your whole family and, you know, uh, people who don't live with you and all that. I don't know what's in the actual wording, but I think that's what it's priced and designed as.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are going to be people who unjustly will be affected by this. Like, there was one person, you know, they have a Netflix subscription for their family that they pay for, so everyone in the household uses a Netflix account, which I think is fair.
0: That is fair, yeah. Um,
2: yeah, but then if one of those, one uh, individual was complaining that, well, my daughter is off to college now and I want her to be able to use the family Netflix subscription still, but now that's going to be problematic because mm-hmm. the device she's sharing with won't be logging into the main internet connection uh, within the 31 days or whatever it was that they deemed is the time period. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is, it is yeah, Netflix, you do get a lot for what you pay for. But at the same time, we're get, we're at a point now where there's so many streaming services. Oh, hell yeah. That and it's getting expensive to, to keep up on all of them. So oh, So you have to absolutely. be really choosy about which ones that you do keep, mm-hmm. which ones uh, that do you watch the most that you get the most out of. Yeah. Like now I've got Netflix, Disney Plus, Crave, uh, Amazon Prime.
0: Uh, Paramount Plus I have as well.
2: Yeah, I don't have that one that, yet. It has like some good my, stuff. You know, that's a lot of money I'm spending every month on on, uh, on streaming services. Yeah,
0: but still, even all those combined probably aren't as much as you would pay for cable.
2: Yeah, but I have cable too because there's oh. a couple of things that I like to watch, and just a couple
0: <laughs> Yeah. that
2: I like to watch that aren't on streaming services.
0: Okay, so, if, you, if you got all that in cable, that's a lot of money every month.
2: Yeah, it is, it is. Because there's stuff I want to watch because there's so much good content on all of these services combined Mm -hmm. but if you were to to condense down to one streaming service it's not going to give you everything you need.
0: No, you'd really be missing out. No matter which way you go, you're missing out. Yeah. And then there's there's also, uh, and I think a lot of people don't know this, but there's a lot of free versions as well. There's when I, I recently bought a new TV, and I talk about it all the time. It's a smart TV, so it has all those apps built in for Netflix and all this stuff. But um, it came with this app called Tubi, like T-U-B-I, and I was like, oh, what is this? And when I opened it up, you give a username and password, create an account, and it's basically... Netflix except it has ads so it's almost like a mix between Netflix and YouTube or something when you go to start a movie an ad will play and then every like 15 minutes or so one ad will play and it's not that distracting it's free and it has a massive library of TV shows and movies and documentaries and when like as I was watching it I was shocked at how how good it was and how big the selection is I was thinking like you know why aren't people setting up this and using this more commonly but Anyway, the the whole industry around online streaming services it's it's like a war zone between these companies, and I think for Netflix they're investing an incredible amount of money in creating content. Um, they need to get every drop out of you know their users, I guess. And and I think if Netflix is doing this, it's just opening the door, and all the other ones are going to follow. So people may be mad at Netflix now, but mm-hmm. I think this is just going to be the norm very soon
2: yeah but also on the other hand i could care less about netflix as an entity in terms of if they're struggling financially i don't care (laughs) i don't i don't care about netflix
0: emotionally no but but the success of Netflix and how much money they're making and all this stuff as an end user and a and someone who views their content, that translates to the quality of content that they're gonna bring to us as those Netflix originals. Which a, yeah. a, a lot of the stuff they make is on par with HBO and stuff that you gotta pay a lot more for than you do on Netflix do for Netflix. So if Netflix is doing well and they're getting a return on the investment they're putting into making amazing shows, then it's a win-win. Yeah,
2: but I just mean more in the sense of, like if you have a mom and pop restaurant on the corner of your street and they're struggling financially, there's there's an emotional reaction to that. Um, I don't really have a, an emotional reaction to Netflix subscriptions mm, going I, down. I don't yeah. have an emotional reaction to that. And you're just talking about a bunch of executives in a room trying to uh maximize profit as much as possible
3: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah I I, I, I I don't really care about that and if you look at like yeah i have netflix but if you look at the amount of netflix that i watch versus the amount of actual content they provide mm. it's a very small percentage of yeah. what i watch on netflix versus the the vast library of complete garbage that they also have too
0: yeah that's true Hello listeners, just want to pull you out of the episode for a moment and invite you to participate in the upcoming Keep Canada Weird episode. Aaron and I want to hear from any of you who had a messed up Valentine's Day. I'm thinking stories about partners dropping the ball, best laid plans going astray, romantic getaways becoming an abyss of rigmarole, you know, that sort of thing. If you feel like you got a vent about Valentine's Day, we're here for the broken or bruised hearted you can send us a voice memo at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. We hope to hear from you. Now let's get back to the episode.
1: Hi, Aaron and Jordan. I would just like, I'm Sam, I'm from Australia, and I would also just like to put in my two cents that Aaron is actually my favorite person on the show, no offense, but... I think him and I would get along very well. We have the same opinion about a lot of things. So to everybody else who was an Aaron Hater, you. See ya.
0: Oh, (laughs) damn. Wow. So that was a little bit of a stab against me, but I can take it. I got a thick skin. I've heard it before. Um, But I think quite a strong message for anyone who had any negative thoughts about you at all that Sam from Australia has.
2: You know, there's always, no matter what kind of issue is going on in the world, this one being up there in importance to, mm-hmm. to most uh, world issues that are happening right now, but you're always going to have people where their opinions lie in the center,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, maybe they, maybe they don't have an opinion either way. Then you have people on the extremes, you know, the, ex- on the extreme, uh, right and left of, of the run. issue. Yeah. Right of left of the issue. You know, on the extreme right, you had the people who, who hate me. And on the extreme left, you know, you have the people who are going to lash out like this uh, in support of me.
0: Yeah, so she's like the antifa of Aaron supporters.
2: Yeah, and I'm not going to condone offensive language. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to, on this show, uh, support the use of it uh, in a public forum. I certainly won't do that. Um mm-hmm. Although I, I agree with the caller, uh, I can't agree with the language and uh, I would like to apologize to anyone who was offended by it. And uh, yeah, but I do thank the caller for their uh, aggressive opinion.
0: Let's do one more. Uh, and then after this, we got a couple stories from the past that we need to catch up on. Here's yes, one more anonymous supporter. And this, one's, this one gets a bit racy.
2: Oh,
1: Nice. Hi, Jordan and handsome Aaron Airport from the nighttime podcast show, Keep Canada Weird. So I'm just uh, in my kitchen doing my dishes, listening to the latest Keep Canada Weird episode, The Trial of Handsome Aaron Airport. And all I'm calling to say is, Aaron, stay angry. Stay angry. It's hot. You're killing it. That's, that's really all I got to say. I was like, oh, my word. The stove's turned up high. Blast. Aaron is going off. Keep going. Love it. Don't quit. Don't quit on us. We need you. We need you bad.
0: <laughs> I think what, what she was reacting to was you did get quite heated in last week's episode. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you could describe your attitude as going off. But Yeah, yeah, I do I do go
2: off at times.
0: I've never heard it described as hot.
2: Well, uh, you know, I've never really gone off on you too much, so maybe, maybe <laughs> we if got, I
0: did. We should try that sometime, yeah.
2: You and I, yes, in a safe space, yeah, we can try that. <laughs> um, a, a padded room,
0: wow. <laughs> and I'll well, just go off on you. There's all kinds of support you're getting.
2: Um, yeah, now- yeah. Um, there's always people who get angry, and then there's always people that get uh, turned on by the issue, and then you have kind of a, a, a pornhub category all of a sudden will be you know angry Aaron Airport videos
0: on yeah. Pornhub. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, um, don't know what to say about that, but let's get to the next story. We got t- we, well, next stories, we have two yeah. past stories that I want to update on. Uh, Both of these, I'm going to read you some articles, but with the first one, let me remind you, do you recall we did our Halloween special, right after, or our Halloween special follow-up, where we talked about interesting stories that played out in the prior Halloween, and one of them was uh, the gummies, the THC infused gummies being passed out to children around Winnipeg. You remember this? Oh, I do, yeah, I remember it very clearly. Very shortly after the news spread that a child, that several children were getting something called medicated nerds in a bag, uh, like a ziploc bag with a couple different treats in them, one of them were these medicated nerds, which were THC gummies, sort of thing. Uh, there was the hunt on in this area. I think it was called the Tuxedo area of Winnipeg, where they were trying to find out where these THC gummies came from. Well, they found the family that passed them out. Uh, they were arrested and charged. And it's just about to go into court now, and one of the things that were just released last week was um, some information on the charges against them in the investigation that led to these charges. I'm just going to read you an article to give us a sense of what actually happened or what is alleged to have happened uh, on Halloween in Winnipeg. Sheldon Chachinov, 63, and Tammy Sigurder, 52, have both been charged with 26 offenses under the Cannabis Act after the couple allegedly gave the THC candies to multiple children in South Tuxedo. A search warrant application for the couple's homes, dated a day later on November 1st, states that Chachinov contacted a criminal lawyer after reading a press release warning residents of the reports of THC candy found in children's Halloween bags. This lawyer in turn got in touch with the investigators and informed officers about the nature and the details of the call he received. It's alleged that Chachinov told the lawyer that the entire incident was a mistake made while he was under the influence. The two had run out of candy and decided to hand out their own personal stash of THC gummies, adding he and his wife regretted their actions. The candy in question consisted of Ziploc bags filled with medicated marijuana nerds candy and other name-brand candy bars. In the resulting search, seven boxes containing 15 packs of nerds gummy clusters were seized at the residence, along with an Apple iPhone. There was an ample supply of normal non-THC-infused candy at the the ready, and therefore the THC-infused nerds candy was not distributed as a result of a rushed last-minute mistake, but instead, criminal negligence states the grounds for seizure of property document. None of the charges have been proven in court and respect and their respective trials are ongoing. So long story short, it seems like their, their version is we ran out of candy. So we were passing out our THC infused gummies, but the police side of things is you no, know, you had a bunch of other candy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What the hell's going on? What were they thinking?
2: It seems like they're grasping at straws trying to come up with some kind of a defense here or some kind of explanation to lessen or get rid of the charges or whatever. There's just no excuse for what they did. And they're just making up anything now to try and get out of this. And there's nothing they're probably going to be able to do to do that.
0: And they got the arm of the the long arm of the law coming at them hard that's a lot of charges i didn't expect to hear a 63 year old and a 52 year old i was expecting this was going to be uh a 24 year old with an apartment who thought they were doing some you know something funny
2: something funny yeah yeah
0: Yeah. but no no that's not funny at all i'll tell you if you gave my kids a bag of thc infused gummies they're not reading the package they're ripping it open and devouring it or
2: there's no excuse for it there's just nothing it's just Oh, charge him. End this thing. Set an uh, example. Put it to bed. Set an example, and see you next
0: Halloween. I got another update. Last week we talked about the car that was stolen in Montreal, brought to Ontario, driven through a mall, um, into a store. A bunch of electronics were stolen and driven out of the store. The vehicle was found, uh, discarded and badly damaged shortly after. Um, there is now a warrant for the for at least one of the people involved. Police have issued a Canadian wide warrant for 19 year old man for a 19 year old man wanted in connection with a break and enter and theft at the Von Mills Mall. Police said one suspect 19 year old Israel Muamba, has been identified. He is now wanted on a Canadian wide warrant officer says officers say he is wanted for break and enter and commit Mischief over $5,000 disguised with intent theft over 5,000 possession of property obtained by crime over 5,000 and dangerous driving police say he's six foot three inches tall and weighs 150 pounds and they give him a little message in their press release. Um, They say that Israel is encouraged to seek legal counsel and turn himself in investigators are reminding the public that anyone who is or has assisted the suspect. May be subject to criminal charges. Police are currently seeking the identity of a second suspect involved. So a
2: second suspect,
0: they're on, they're on them. I think in the V via- in when you look at the footage, you can see there's two people in the car. Mm-hmm. A 19 year old. That is a pretty bold thing for a 19 year old to do. Again, if you forget, if you don't recall the story, in Montreal, he's communicating with someone selling a 2011 Audi on Facebook Marketplace. He goes to meet them for. One test drive that goes well during the second test drive, if memory serves me, he he and the owner of the vehicle get out. He darts back to the vehicle, jumps in, and drives away, stealing it, only to have the vehicle show up on the news a couple days later, slamming through the front door of a mall. Um, right. That's pretty wild for a 19-year-old, for anyone.
2: Yeah, and they're asking this individual, this very tall, skinny individual, <laughs> from what the sounds of the 6'3", 150 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's right. Eh? Yeah, he's gonna blow away in a in, in a in a slightly strong wind before he'll turn himself in. But, <laughs> uh, I think uh, the actions of this individual uh, speak to a man who is never gonna turn themselves in.
0: <laughs> no, I do, I don't expect they're gonna hear from him anytime soon.
2: No, no, I doubt he cares for legal counsel. And I doubt that they'll ever unless they find him and they arrest him with force, uh, this individual will never, ever be
0: brought to justice. No. Um, before we wrap this up, I want to read you one of, I got several voice memos of support, also several emails. This one's a this one's really good. Although really good for you, but it's another one that kind of stabs at me a little bit, but I'm I'm okay. okay. Here's what it says. Hello, Jordan. I've been listening to keep Canada weird since you guys started last year. I mean, no offense to you at all, but Aaron is my favorite part of that show. Aaron's attitude is funny, real and relatable. In fact, I was just thinking before all this garbage, how much comfort I find in listening to him discuss things from a critical yet funny perspective. The world needs more honesty and grit, and Aaron channels this much-needed commentary. I'm honestly heartbroken that people would take the time to hurt his feelings and make him think, even for a moment, that he is not absolutely cherished. I think he makes the show what it is. Aaron, you're the first personality in a long time to not irritate me, and easily my favorite person in the Keep Canada Weird dynamic. I'm sorry to say, Jordan, but sometimes your overly square or middle of the road approach can be really aggravating. I'm more of an Aaron fan, but you guys together make for a perfect balance. If you Mm. go, Aaron, please never think that the way you are is wrong. Your biggest Mm. fan, Michaela from Red Deer, Alberta.
2: Michaela. (laughs) So I think what's happening here now is we need to now have the trial of uh, Jordan.
0: No, I'm I'm I, I think I'm, I'm okay. I don't, I don't need the trial. I'm okay with yeah, seeing what you've been through. I'm okay with taking a little bit, a few lumps, if it mm-hmm. helps build both of us up together. Right. Okay.
2: Okay. I still want to have a trial, though. Nothing to do with the show. I think there's a lot of things you do in your regular life outside of the <laughs> show that need to kind of be put into a spotlight and questioned.
0: Do you want to say anything?
2: not the, tonight no. you got the floor no not tonight i don't i have said a few things i i i questioned your relationship with your mother
0: <laughs> i uh, love my mother um yeah do you she called me what about this she called michaela she called me a square do you think i'm a square do i think you're a square keep in mind i'm a 40 year old guy i think i'm into cool stuff i'm i research ufos i collect vintage toys like gi joe's and stuff yeah but i
2: think i think here's the problem though is is yeah like i find you a, one of the most interesting people that i know but your online presence you trying on hawaiian shirts and
0: <laughs> i've been going to dollarama and doing t- and going TikTok to, videos
2: to, to dollarama doing TikTok videos is <laughs> is is counter uh productive to your to, to your very interesting personality that maybe mm. uh, it, it's hurting that that image.
0: I need a social makeover. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay. Thanks so maybe the...
2: that's the trial we'll have.
0: Um, no, I think we just had it. I'm guilty. Thank you, Michaela.
2: You're guilty. Yes, you're guilty. We can move past that. The two of us are guilty of many things. But mm. one thing we're not guilty of is not keeping
0: Canada weird. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect cherry on the top of this whole mess it's been a wild week we've already have the wheels turning towards next week we're just waiting to see the fallout from valentine's day i'm Mm -hmm. sure it's not going to go well i'm sure there's going to be weird balloon things to talk about Ay yeah yeah yeah. Uh, do you got anything coming up this week you want to tease us with or, or talk about before we put a bow on this
2: i don't know
0: um I will be yeah I'll be
2: playing a show next weekend though um, oh at uh, Doctor Luke's Coffee Shop in downtown Sydney
0: okay an amazing locally owned mom pa coffee shop uh-huh. what uh-huh. is is it going to be you and an acoustic guitar
2: me yeah well there's a number of performers playing it's called Battle of the Sads it's the seventh annual Battle of the Sads it always takes place around Valentine's Day and it's a competition of who can play the saddest song
0: really so, so you've been practicing is it originals or can you do covers
2: you can do whatever okay you can do whatever you want and i've done it all seven years and i haven't won yet okay um i came close one year i came in third what but, song uh, was it Do you remember? i actually did the computer songs
0: oh really okay i did
2: i did all since they were a minute long i did them all
0: oh, okay and that is kind of sad
2: yeah that has some sadness to it so but i don't have a lot of sad songs in my repertoire
0: okay So
2: I, I find this competition to be very challenging. So I'm not going trying to win. I'm just going to go and play a couple of tunes and then... And that's it. And let them,
0: time. yeah. Let the chips fall where they may. Um, that sounds awesome. If people are in Sydney, Nova yeah, Scotia, I think it's
2: Saturday night. It's going to be hard to actually get in because um, there's only there's limited seating because most of the seats are taken up by the performers. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so there there's not a lot of seats available for the general public, but it is open to them. So, yeah, uh, if you can get there just at the right time, there might be a seat for you. All
0: right. Well, I look forward to hearing about that on next week's show, Aaron. Until next time.
2: Jordan, until next time.
0: We all appreciate you. Stick it's around. Hip to be square. I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I in our mission to keep Canada weird. But let us call out to you for even greater support. If something weird happened on your Valentine's Day, please let us know. We'd like to hear about it and respond to it in our upcoming episode. The best way to let us know about your weird valentine is by sending us a voice memo at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. We both hope to hear from you. Now, before we part, let me give some thanks. First, a big thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A big shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicole, who provides the series intro and outro voiceovers. And lastly... But most importantly, a massive thank you to every one of you listening, as without your interest and your support, nighttime would be as pointless as it would be impossible. And on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers to the premium feed. Muffy, Carrie, and Kimberly, thank you for going premium. If anyone else would like to support the show but can't do it by way of a premium feed subscription, you can help keep Canada weird by simply sharing these episodes on social media and letting some like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If you have any story ideas, want to give feedback on the show, or would like to contribute a voice memo for an upcoming episode, you can do all that and more at nighttimepodcast.com. So until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know
3: if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte.